All right, welcome to the Identity Podcast brought to you by Find Your ID NYC. I'm your co-host, Caleb, along with my fellow co-host, Tyreek. He will be on soon, I promise you. He's just running a little bit late, having to travel back to his, his place. But very excited for this week's show. It's episode 16 for the Identity Podcast. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page at Find Your ID NYC and our Instagram page by the same name and subscribe to our YouTube page at The X Shows. Don't forget to check out the Identity Podcast on the Anchor Podcast app on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora. I mean, any podcast app out there you can find us on. Pretty cool. Uh, I'm very excited for this week's show, though. Religious influences and really just talking about everything to do with Christianity, um, the Bible, and everything with our special guest, Pastor Taylor Corum. Hey, how's it going? Super excited. I've been watching the last few episodes, and I am stoked to be here. Well, thank you, Taylor. We're, we're so happy and so grateful for you to come on and, and to be able to talk about something that um, can be so deep, but also something that um, I feel like the majority of the public doesn't really know, you know, is a little uh, uninformed on. And I really want to talk about all kinds of different things when it comes to uh, this week's show. And I know Tyreek will as well once he hops on, but I think it'd be great to just kind of talk about you and everything that you do first. Yeah, totally. I'm a youth pastor. I work specifically with high school students um, and I'm in Southern California and I love to make discussion with them. That's kind of my thing. I um, started using TikTok uh, at the beginning of quarantine, a couple months in maybe. And it really started with because, I, you know, initially it was really uncomfortable in front of the camera because I, you know, had to do youth services live on Instagram and stuff like that. And then it just slowly kind of as I became more comfortable in front of the camera, I started doing TikToks, which is, you know, 15 seconds or a minute. And they had to be really quick and straight to the point. And you had to make sure um, you said exactly what you wanted to say because thousands of people will let you know you're wrong. And uh, <laughs> so started doing that and started getting comfortable. And it was it just something really fruitful. And my student says, initially, I thought that I would be doing this uh, for my students. But what I found out was, because TikTok is so the way that it is, um, it just mm -hmm. opened up this big, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm by no means am I like this massive content creator, but I found pretty easily, I think the first time I had a video kind of take off, it was like, I looked at it and uh, I was at a prayer meeting at my, my church and I looked at it and then I looked at it again and it had like 7,000 more views and I was like, whoa, what's going on here? And then, um, so it just kind of took off and I was, really surprised. I thought I was just going to be making videos for a couple of my kids that were stuck at home. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's so cool, though. And I think it shows, as we were kind of talking before the show, it shows, um, well, not only does it show the algorithm with TikTok, but then it also shows um, just even something that youth deem to kind of be small at first can be fruitful. And I love that that word that you use, fruitful. It can, it can be something that can blossom in, in such mm -hmm. extraordinary and um, unlikely ways. And yeah. uh, I think, uh, you know, I'm kind of curious what exactly, I know you said with some of your students that were stuck at home and everything, was that the kind of the reason as to why you downloaded TikTok? Or was there kind of a, maybe a discussion of some sorts that just said, okay, this is the day, this is when I'm going to do it? No, it would, there was, I don't think I've ever done anything that uh, that way. <laughs> Everything's been <laughs> a, stu a stumble upon kind of thing. Um, TikTok mm -hmm. initially, it was just, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of news about, uh, you know, I, your 
Chinese government and all, you know, that stuff. So I was like, oh, I wonder what this is about. And then, you know, you end up your first three hours is just gone because you're just you fall into the black hole of uh, funny videos and stuff like that. But after that, I you know slowly started seeing that that I didn't for me personally, when as I was going through TikTok, that there really wasn't anybody doing that. And I felt like it was a really there's a lot of, um, you know, factual learning TikTok content and i was like man this would be a really cool opportunity to do this so i just started doing mm-hmm. um you know one topic or i do three quick facts and just honestly it was just kind of a fun thing i had a, a little more downtime since i wasn't you know meeting with students one-on-one because it was illegal um but <laughs> you know it's doing all that and obviously because we don't want anybody to get sick but so i'm i'm just started trying to find new ways to do what i do but with now I, I'm not able to do it in person. So using social media and using TikTok, um, it, it was not something I planned on anything happening with, honestly. Um, and when something did happen, I was very surprised. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I would be too. <laughs> I would, you know, I would just have created something small and then obviously something out of nowhere. And um, as you, I know you said earlier, you were in a meeting and then, 7,000, you know, out of the blue. But I, yeah. I think it's that's what's so amazing about, um, as we mentioned earlier before the show, with TikTok and um, with technology and social media anyways, that's definitely one of the, the pros to list and one of the amazing things um, that has come about during this incredible of a crazy year 20. 20- 2020 <laughs> um everything that has uh happened throughout this year but uh, i i definitely i think it's i think it's so fascinating um to hear your story and to kind of hear how you began began with this and so i'm kind of curious i know you um you kind of based your tiktok your account off of this but then i know you also um kind of mentioned that you you have you have a lot of opinions on this and, and i'm sure there are a few things that you said before the show that you wanted to talk about as well and by all, all means you know you talk about that whenever you think is best but i'm um, kind of this religious influences portion um how exactly do you feel that christians you know identify through the bible how, how does this identify yourself and how has this kind of led is a lot of questions but <laughs> how has this kind yeah. of led uh to um you doing what you do today? Hmm. Well, uh, I guess from the very beginning, I was, I had a, my conversion story when I was in high school as well. So I'm, I'm really blessed to be able to work with high school students because that's the age I was when kind of things began to change for me. Um, I was raised in the church, um, but I was, it was not really something that was my thing ever. Um, and I, it was actually through uh, metal hardcore music, which I know of all things. Really? Um, yeah, my uh, my whole life I was told you can't listen to that devil music and, and stuff like that. But then sure enough, I'm 14 years old, my freshman year, uh, going in my freshman year, I was listening to a song actually from the East Coast, from, from Boston. And they never even made it out of their local scene. I just happened to find them through MySpace of all places. But um, I was listening to them and they had just the clear representation of what the Bible teaches. And that was the first time, even though I had attended church my whole life, the first time that even though the average person couldn't hear what they were, understand what they were saying, mm-hmm. I could because, you know, that's the music I listened to. And I was just jamming out by myself in my room and 
they, the, the, what we call the gospel or the story of the Bible was presented in a way that was easy for me to understand and clear. And so I, it was almost like I could say I chose to respond, but also it was because of almost like these, this, the actuality of it kind of hit me and it be, became something that was like, uh, changed the course of my life, um, changed my identity. It, it, you know, and it wasn't something that happened where like I got it all at that. I didn't understand all the things in the Bible. I, you know, I didn't live this great life even after that, but that was just the initial experience where I feel like God interacted with me. Um, and you know, I'd had other experiences in the past, but, um, <clears throat> but now for the first time, I felt like God was interacting with me specifically and it all came through the message that's, I, I wish that there would have been more clarity, um, you know, yeah. going through, through church. And that's why I think it's what fuels kind of my mission, um, mission. It's kind of a weird word, but it fuels my, what I do now, because every, in everything I do, I try to make the Bible clear because if people will understand, then I feel like it's going to do what it's going to do. Um, mm -hmm. the, the ways that we can kind of mess it up is by making things vague or making things uneasy to, to grasp. And especially when you're working with students, um, that's horrible um, because they, they just want to sink their teeth into something. I mean, mm -hmm. society in general is just looking for something with, you know, something they can digest, something that they can actually grab onto. So <clears throat> making the Bible easy to understand and, uh, you know, there's complex things that I could never not make complex, but there's a lot of other things that we just kind of misunderstand because of culture or because we haven't done the study that other people have done. Um, mm -hmm. So what I try to do primarily is to shed light on those things, because in a lot of time, a lot of times we get really caught up in trying to understand things that we can understand, uh, but then we just kind of give up because we think, oh, well, I can't understand this aspect of the Bible. So that means I can't understand anything about it. And that's just not true. So <clears throat> that's kind of why it's kind of my mission. Um, mm -hmm. I'll use that word again, but uh, to make the Bible as easy to understand <clears throat> because that's that was my story, essentially. Mm -hmm. That's that's really cool. I actually, one of my good friends also kind of uh, discovered his, his Christianity and his religion through kind of this metal hardcore uh, really? Christian music. Because, yeah, and I actually, um, I've seen a few bands with him as well um, through through that music, and I, I think it's it's one of those where it's such such a stereo. It has such a stereotype. Yeah. to where you're you're like oh there's no way that they're a christian band and mm -hmm. and then um you listen to them and you're like they're totally christian yeah <laughs> and i think it's i think it's fascinating um and there are a lot of bands like that and i actually have discovered more and more um mm -hmm. not even just hard rock or like metal bands but i've discovered more and more bands out there that are actually consider themselves to be christian rock bands mm -hmm. and i think it's, it's i think too. it's a uh, fascinating like kings of leon I don't mm -hmm. know if you know them, but Kings of Leon, believe it or not, actually considers themselves a Christian rock band. And they have since yeah. they started. And I would have never guessed that Crazy. until their last album. <laughs> and I was like, I see it now. <laughs> but um, bands too, I, yeah. I think that's I think that's brilliant. And I, I like that. The I know you, you weren't certain about the word, but mission. I think that's great. 
Um, I think that's a great word to describe. And and I loved, we always love when our guests um, do that full circle identity thing and they say their identity because it makes us very happy. So <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, I think that's great. And um, with your, with your journey and with what you do for a living with being a youth pastor and with what you're doing with your TikTok, you're finding your identity, you're finding these influences. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm kind of curious, um, how has the Bible helped influence um, each TikTok mm. kind of how, how do you say, okay, I'm going to talk about this here and then I'm going to talk about this over here. Yeah. And when. Well, <laughs> a lot of times, you know, you get to respond to comments and, um, you know, people sending me messages and stuff like that. So sometimes that fuels the content, but a mm -hmm. lot of other times. So I, I uh, broadcast my, my Bible studies that I do for church services. So I do three a week where uh, I used to be four, but the ones like a, you know, conversation Bible study. And I found that all the youth were super distracted knowing they were on camera. So <laughs> we stopped doing the fourth one, but doing, you know, so a lot of times it starts with just what I'm teaching through. I teach through books of the Bible rather than just topics. Um, sometimes we teach topics if it's relevant to our group, but mm -hmm. typically um, I will pick a book of the Bible and we will go through and we will just, our goal isn't to pull something necessarily for us at that moment. Our, our goal is to understand it as to why it was being written to the audience it was written to and understanding the author. And then typically, um, you know, the principles that are in it, we can pull out and we can apply to our lives. So our goal isn't to find something. Our, our goal is to see it the way it is. And then from there, we begin to, you know, take it and like, okay, well, this principle, how do we apply that to our lives today? And then in doing that. So it starts with that. And then typically we'll have quite a few of those in the Bible study. So those become my TikToks throughout the week. Um, but also like, as far as a, a lot of, a lot of identity and, and Christianity and with the Bible, a lot of it comes down to what we believe. So our, our identity as believers is, or as, as Christians is that we, when we see something in the Bible, we believe it. And then doing that, it, it affects our life in a certain way. So, you know, in the same way that they say, if you're, you believe that a plane's going to crash, you're going to wear a, you know, a lot, uh, whatever they're called. <laughs> um, uh, I keep wanting to say life jacket. That will not help you. <laughs> a parachute. Thank you. But so in the same way, so when we believe certain things, um, they help us to find our identity in Christ. So, and when I, I say identity in Christ, that's a church term, but um, because Christian belief is that when we believe in God, but not just in his existence, but we believe what he did for for us and we believe what we call the gospel or the message of of the bible essentially the message of the bible is that man uh, kind of sucks um <laughs> you know and because of that there's we have this what we call sin which is uh this distance between it's a relationship problem between man and god and because of that we're in desperate need of um restitution and, and salvation and even though we are unable to do that ourselves, God mm -hmm. stepped down from heaven and put on a human body and then and took the weight of all the things that we've done wrong and placed them on himself and then died with them, but then resurrected victorious. And so then in doing that, we are, we are able to receive a new life with him when we choose to die with him. So 
our identity becomes this <clears throat> picture of being dead to the old man and having a new nature put on the same way that Jesus, when he resurrected, we have a new identity with Jesus because Jesus resurrected. Now we, as his body, the church, we have that same identity. So we are now resurrected, even though um, we haven't experienced it physically yet, that the promise is that one day we will experience that. So our identity becomes encapsulated in becoming more like Jesus because we have been adopted into his family and become one with him. And so uh, as far as like, that is when, when you see my TikToks about, you know, being a believer or being a Christian or encouraging people to do certain things, really that's what it sums up to. Um, the things that we believe, the things that I believe as, as a Christian, they're, they influence the way that I live. So <clears throat> I hope that was clear, but. Yeah, definitely. Sorry. Uh, there are parts of that where you're kind of in and out my connection, like completely. Oh, <laughs> so, Hopefully it was no. the bad parts. <laughs> no, not, not at all. I, I I saw you are asking me for a word, and I like tried to say a word, and then my connection went boom. So, um, but then I, I I got back in kind of at the end, uh, so I apologize for that. I promise. I usually try to to converse there, but I just I couldn't say anything because I feel like I was a little bit behind because of uh, the connection problems, but um. From what I heard, though, yeah, that that's that's absolutely uh, fascinating. Um, what what was the um, what exactly? I do want to go back because I'm kind of curious. What exactly yeah. were you referring to as far as you said, like light life jacket or something like that? What exactly? Were oh you yeah, there. I, I was I was looking for the word the million dollar word. Now it was parachute. Um, just oh. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I was I was yeah, wrong word. But um, essentially, jacket. my point was when we when we believe something, it, if we really mm -hmm. believe it, it should change the way that we live our life. And because of that, the identity that we live by. So um, with the Bible being, you know, the centerpiece to Christianity, it is, it affects completely our identity in, in how we live our life. We, you know, the, the often Christian term is identity in Christ, um, because the, the, we've now no longer we're living for ourselves. Um, some, we struggle with it. But our goal is now to, instead of identify with ourselves and to live for ourselves, now we live for God and we and we live to please God and to love people. And so our I, the Christian identity completely shifts when somebody puts their faith in God, um, because no longer do they live for themselves and they live for their own identity, but now they become a part of a collective whole. They now work to be pleasing to God and for the unity of the church. And so everything begins to shift in another direction for the person who puts their faith in Jesus. Mm -hmm. so That's great. New identity. That, honestly, and, and full circle. <laughs> I love that. And I, I think, I think that's brilliant as to what you're mentioning. And um, I guess I'm just kind of curious and I know you've kind of um, given us a brief background on yourself and everything. So you said you've been kind of going to church your entire life and even even around 14 when you started to um, really, I guess, enter religion and, and realize mm -hmm. kind of that awakening moment. Um, is this something that is very common in your family? Is this a common identity for your family? Um, no, I... I mean, there's definitely religious 
you know, there's religion in my family. It's not the same religion, but um, it's so for it did start with part of my family. My family's kind of separated. And so um, Mm -hmm. half of my family was was doing it. But we were, you know, we were we were attending church and then the other half of my family wasn't. So it's a little bit um, mixed in there, um, which I feel like is decent perspective um, to start with, you know, Mm -hmm. because sometimes I, th- I feel like one of the biggest dangers with working with students today is that because they are raised in in this uh, Christian environment, that they kind of turn off the critical thinking. Um, and I don't think that in any way is what the Bible teaches us to do or what God wants us to do. So I think I feel like and that's kind of my warning to my students a lot of times is that just because like you, if anybody was in the most critical spot, it's somebody who's who's been raised in Christianity or, you know, in any religion, this is true, where they just kind of turn their ears off to the significance of things. Um, that's why, once again, uh, my my goal is to make the Bible easy to understand so that you're not missing those things that you kind of gloss over when you're just attending church, you know, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's great. I think, um, I think that's something that, I wish I had, you know, kind of growing up and and with different youth pastors and everything. I, I think that's something that um, I think a lot of people that I grew up with that went to church, we all kind of wish we had because I, I definitely never had an experience like that. And I can I can definitely uh, say to you now very confidently that I wish I did. I think my views on things would probably be a little bit different and I might be even more I, I would be more active, I think, if I had. Um, something like that. I just felt like, um, unfortunately, I've kind of steered away from that over the past um, few years. And, and I think one of the biggest reasons is just because I never really had someone, not not necessarily just family, but someone there to also say, hey, you know, this is, mm-hmm. this is what I'm here for. And this is um, what I'm trying to teach you and everything. I never felt like I was really being taught, but rather just talked at almost mm-hmm. um not, not even talk to just kind of like you need to know this and i was like okay yep. but why and, and and give examples and everything and so um i really do uh really do love just what you what you're saying this entire show i think um it, it's a brilliant concept and and so um i this is i think goes into identity but also just out of curiosity why the youth um because they're awesome. <laughs> um, Shocks. Just, <laughs> um, but honestly, I mean, if you're, I, I honestly think that if the world was going to change, it's going to change with the youth. Um, just because, you know, as we get older, mm-hmm. we start to get cemented. And sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's a bad thing. Um, as you can, you can see a lot of times in some of the more traditional denominations of Christianity and other religions, where they kind of solidify things that don't need to be solidified. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even even silly things like the style of music, um, you know, things like that, where you're, they're just, <laughs> nobody wants to listen to that kind of music. And so you have this whole generation of kids that feel like they don't belong. They don't belong um, when there's legitimate truth there, where there's mm-hmm. actual, like, they, they can be, like, was what I try to do, equipped to actually live a life that is, satisfying that where they can love God, love people, where they can be good husbands, good, you know, wives, they can be hard workers in their communities. Like, whereas we're missing out on those, all those things 
when we refuse to go on TikTok or when we refuse to, because it's, you know, like all these cultural things. Um, so I feel like it's, <clears throat> I wanted to work with youth and do want to work with youth as long as I possibly can, because I, I feel like they're, they're at the place in their life where they're asking questions and they haven't been, some of them um, have been told it, but they're, they're not being told the, you know, shut up. Don't, don't ask that question. You know, like those are, those are all things. It's so natural for them to want to learn. Um, and when there's real, like le something legitimate there, they want to just pry it open and keep going and going. Um, mm -hmm. I've, I've been in Bible studies with students where they're, we're hours in and I don't have a clock around, so I don't know how long we're going, but they just want to keep going. And at some point I'm like, you guys need to get home. So, <laughs> but like that, that's kind of the thing is that when, when we find something that's real and legitimate, we want to tear mm -hmm. into it. Um, and so I think as much as we can to remove those things that are not essential to our religion, but more cultural, if we can remove those things so that we can have less barriers for more people to understand, I feel like doing that is, is when we're going to have the most success. And, or if we really want to see if, if we really want to see a generation of people that love God and, and love people, um, <clears throat> we got to remove those things. And I think you can't, unfortunately, you can't start that, you know, in the, the senior ministry or, you know, the 55 plus ministry or whatever. It has to start um, with the youth because that's where they're already asking all the questions. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's great. I, um, I think that's something, and again, you know, I keep saying this, but I'm going to keep going back to it because I, I truly believe it. But I think it's fascinating that to hear that how passionate you are about this and, and to know, just to know, to know you, meet you virtually, and to know that this is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And I think that's one of the great things about the show is that we get to not only learn about your identity, but we get to learn about what you do. And we get to learn that this is exactly what you are supposed to be doing. What, whether it be for you being a youth pastor or um, what, whether it be someone being a musician or whatever, whatever it may be, it's the fact that this is what their calling is. This is that this is what they are meant to do, meant to be. And it's, it's amazing to hear about your identity, to hear about your influences, to hear about um, your experience and the way you use the Bible and everything. And I, I know you've kind of talked on it a little, little bit and how you, you wanted to start your, the TikTok for your students at home with you since you couldn't be with them and to connect with them, to have something small. Do you, um, when you kind of meet with them in a sense, do you still say, Hey, you know, check out my TikTok for them? Or, or do you feel now like you just kind of create TikToks for everyone, anyone who will listen, or is mm -hmm. it still like I'm doing this for my class, but of course anyone can listen. Yeah. Um, I, I have adjusted a little bit in the content that I make. Um, even, mm -hmm. even silly things. Like one of my first videos, I, I said something dogmatically. Um, and, I realized at the time that I talked, I talked that way with my, with, with my students, knowing that they're going to ask a, the question. Um, but in a TikTok video, I realized that that wasn't the best way to word it. Um, because I was saying something where, where it's more of a, like, Hey, this is a strong possibility where I said, this is the way that it is. So, um, even little things like that now, like I just don't do that. Um, but with my students, now that I get, you know, now that we have actual services, um, I, I try to, I try to stay, um, more connected in person. 
Um, mm -hmm. But the videos are are much more for a broader audience. And then for most of my students, they just will see it and they'll, you know, interact with it or whatever. But in general, my videos have kind of transformed into being more for a broader audience, um, but still would be something that it would be beneficial to my students. Um, I've, I have, I'm, I'm pretty blessed in my group. We have quite a few TikTokers. They're like pretty well known. So um, it's like a, it's like a thing in our group, um, which is they, they're actually the ones that initially were like doing it. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. They're doing really good. And they're mm -hmm. saying some pretty awesome stuff. And then, so they, they initially kind of influenced me in that very beginning stages um and now they're you know they're all over TikTok and they're doing their things and they're going he, going here and there so like it, it's kind of a funny thing you know the first time i was like doing a live broadcast they're like why is your phone out and i'm like uh <laughs> well this is a little you know like oh i'm just you know i'm on TikTok and they're like you're on TikTok at church you know like um and so but now everybody's over it you know that that awkward kind of bump because what mm -hmm. i found was for every bit of awkwardness there was for me, even initially doing videos, um, there's somebody out there that can be blessed by it. There's somebody who can, who can, you know, listen in on a Bible study because there's still places where people can't go to church or they, you know, they go to a church, but maybe they're just looking for something a little bit deeper um, or something a little more interactive even. So uh, I, I kind of just, it's another awkward hurdle and I just had to push past it because it's totally not something I, I liked doing in the beginning. Um, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's great. I um I think it's <laughs> I think it's kind of kind of neat to hear the story and hear the beginning of everything um with the TikTok. I, I think I'm telling you, all these guests getting on TikTok, it's really it's making me wonder if I just need to make a personal page myself. Um <laughs> it's a uh, yeah, I, I guess I get I guess I'll have to do it. Um, <laughs> that'll be uh, just, my just, Christmas present to myself. <laughs> you just got to put uh, the boys got me on the bottom and then you'll have all your followers and everything. That's a trend. <laughs> That's a trend. Okay. I'll, I'll write that down. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> Sounds great. I, um, I, I'm kind of curious. Um, so the church um, that you are a, a pastor at, do you, have you kind of, I, I'm kind of curious as I'm trying to figure out how to word this question. Um, do you use some of their services and, and the, the pastor's sermon and everything for your TikToks or not just your TikToks, but um, say when you um, have your group, um, do you use some of that in there? And does that kind of tie into, this is a really weird question, uh, tie into uh, with your TikToks or, or do you feel, scratch that actual question um sorry scattered brain no, today the question that i was trying to get at was um have you been able to use your tiktok for the church overall that was the question <laughs> yeah um for my specific church <clears throat> something i found that was kind of interesting as i was i've done like live q a's and stuff like that or you know it's essentially like this but i'm reading text um and it it was kind of kind of it was strange at first, but when somebody's asking questions and they're like, they're talking and then I, and then they start talking about like me in person. And I'm like, do I know this person? And then they're actually somebody from, um, from the church that's just 
you know, interacting. That's not a youth. That's just somebody mm -hmm. attending the church who's interacting. So there's been that. And then even the first, uh, the first couple videos, I, I remember I made a video and then I was like walked out to the lobby and there was somebody there for counseling and they're like, Hey, you're that guy. And I was like, what do you mean that guy? I just started making videos last week, you know? Um, so there's definitely been that, <laughs> that interaction. Um, but in general, um, just because TikTok tends to be a younger crowd, uh, it hasn't mm -hmm. been something that I've been able to utilize for our specific local congregation. It's been, it's been more something uh, that's like how TikTok is. You're just, you're talking to the whole world at once. Um, so initially it started with my, with my students and they were very supportive and, and now, uh, now it's just kind of its own thing. It just has gone, um, beyond that. So. Mm -hmm. That's great. That, that's brilliant actually. And, and I think over time, and I think more and more people are starting to get on TikTok, even outside the kind of the youth and the younger generations. And I think you're, yeah. you're definitely are going to see more of a surge of, more people getting into it especially if mm -hmm. it continues to evolve and develop the way it is and has been yeah. i think you're going to see you're really going to see tiktok turn into this huge media platform that's going to be mm -hmm. just so prevalent for anything podcasts for um religion for i mean simply just for a youth group for for anything um heck a food show, uh, you know, who knows, who knows anything, anything yeah, big or small, right. I, I think it will definitely turn into that. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's brilliant though, what you're doing. Um, Cause as you said, you know, you don't really see something like that. You see a lot of funny videos or if you do have mm -hmm. serious things, I, I think a lot of the serious things that I've seen around that have come from TikTok have been about statistics wise, especially with COVID-19 or, um, <laughs> Uh, about maybe it was the election or, or some, something more on, yeah. on that line, that regards. I, I've seen a lot of like um, philosophy or psychology-based mm -hmm. um, TikToks as well, but you don't always see those religion-based TikToks really talking about religion and also not being afraid to say, you know, this is what this means and, and being able to kind of translate it and put it in different terms and, and a context to where anyone can understand it. Um, it really is just a great idea. Like that's a one of a kind idea yeah. that I, I, I'm, I'm grateful to know that you, you have ran with it and you're doing great things with it. And I think it's cool to know that, since you started it, what, just, just not too long ago, right? Just a few months ago. Yeah. 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 To know May. that I know. May. Yeah. I mean, I six, so. six months ago, roughly six months, just to know that yeah. you've done that in about six months time is showing where we're at in the world with technology, mm -hmm. but also shows that, um, what you're doing is exactly what you need to be doing. It's that identity perspective, that identity thought. Um, I, I guess I'm kind of curious as far as um, the future with your TikTok and everything. How exactly do you think you're going to continue on the TikTok? But also, how are you going to continue if if we're able to keep progressing and more in-person things happen and, and we can really get to where it's it's the pseudo normal of sense. Um, yeah. Hopefully by mid to end 2021, what exactly um, are, are you kind of looking at as far as um, 
well, the overall perspective, but really your 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 youth group, but also your TikTok and your religion and everything there. Yeah, I mean, um, I've tried to branch out into other forms of media, um, such as you know, like YouTube and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. The way that TikTok set up is it's pretty easy to make a video. So YouTube is the opposite of easy. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's, there's so much production, but mm-hmm. I, I do feel like that's probably the the next step for me to begin to focus on. Um, it's not something I've gotten the groove in yet. Not right now. It's just my TikTok videos I put on YouTube. But yeah, honestly, that's I feel like that's the the better the better overall platform. Um, TikTok's a great place to maybe get started with some of these videos, and then as there already is actually a lot of people doing what I do on YouTube, but um, to kind of have that the next step moving them into YouTube, just because um, rather than me just trying to talk about an extremely complicated issue in you know, 15 seconds to a minute, um, I'm able to kind of expand and even go into other viewpoints. Maybe I don't even uh, follow with, but it's something that I can kind of expand on. I was like, why does, you know, why does this group of people believe this and this, you know, like kind of mm-hmm. go in, in other directions rather than just factual straight to the point. Um, Because I feel like there's a lot of people that would enjoy that, you know, to that's something I find fascinating. It's not just, you know, what I believe, which is what I, you know, I want to learn more about what I, Mm -hmm. you know, like what the way that I think about the Bible, I want to learn more about the Bible. But then also to hear, oh, this person has this view on this section of scripture. And you're like, how did they get that? And then and that's why this one of the beautiful things about TikTok is you're instantly connected and watching somebody's video and it's not necessarily feeding you things you agree with. It's just feeding you things that are like the same thing. So you often find other interpretations of things. And that's, it's been honestly for my spiritual uh, development and everything has been super fruitful for me because I have a general sense of what I believe in, in most, most areas, but then there's a, there's a lot of questions that I still have. And so going in and, and hearing somebody give an explanation I've never heard before, even though I, I probably still don't agree with them um, in that particular thing. It was really helpful to just hear somebody doing what I, what I'm doing for what I, you know, what I believe, but they're with their viewpoints and being able to see it and something where I'm, it's not a conversation where maybe they messed up in their vocabulary. They're able to, you know, say exactly the way they want to say it, but then also to be able to interact with those people and ask questions because there is now like a pretty solid community of people doing what I do. Um, and so that's been really beneficial for me because there's quite a few people that I disagree with, but I, you know, they're, they're also Christians. They're also people mm-hmm. that I, um, they're part of that body that I work together to love and to have harmony with. And so even though I did, I disagree with them in a lot of areas, it's been very, um, it's been a growing experience for me to mm-hmm. hear what they have to believe in certain areas, <clears throat> but TikTok's a pretty awesome platform for that as well. Mm -hmm. But for me personally, I think branching into YouTube and doing longer explanations of things. And Mm -hmm. because I often hear that, you know, well, what about this? What about that? What about this? And I'm like, man, I couldn't, I couldn't get to this in the next five videos. So, but doing a YouTube video would probably be much more beneficial for some of those more complex issues. Yeah, exactly. You'd be able to expand on that minute that you, that you're limited to in um yeah. in TikTok and and you did I, I think YouTube is a great way to expand to. And I think it's it's great that you have your start somewhere else. And so that way you can keep that up, but then slowly transition into also being able 
to promote your YouTube page. So that way people can check it out, but also say, Hey, this is going to be more um, in depth, complex topics, you know, still that this diversity, diverse um, range. But at the same time, we are talking about different things. I think that's, I think that's brilliant as well. um, Being able to, move to YouTube as someone who has done YouTube uh, editing stuff. It is not fun. So I understand. (laughs) I understand there. It's definitely a long time. The video could be five minutes, but it's going to take you an hour just to edit the YouTube, (laughs) the YouTube. If um, if you're good at it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. If you're good at it, it's definitely a time, but um, I, I think that's great. I really, I, I think that's a great way, and it's definitely gives you something to look forward to for 2021 to really hopefully set your sights for, and it allows you to yeah. continue to put out this message and to continue your mission, as you said earlier, your mission of um, again, I really love that you said that your mission of what you're supposed to do and what you're doing here and what you're unveiling your ID more and more, you know, taking the layer. Um, off the puzzle and and all that and and being able to adding to the puzzle and being able to um, just continue to show us who everyone listening and watching to the podcast myself um, everyone in your youth group your, your wife everyone in your family and your church your congregation um, who you are and then also everyone across the world and that to me is is just just absolutely phenomenal and I think it shows. Um, I think it clearly shows your identity. And we do have a quick question on Facebook real quick by none other than Tyreek. Um, <laughs> Tyreek is actually having some technical difficulties with his laptop at the moment. So hopefully he can hop on near the end of this show. But Tyreek actually asked, what was the hardest question your uh, students have asked you? Mm. Oh, man. They're pretty good. Um, they definitely ask me a lot of questions about uh different interpret like different passages of scripture that can often be interpreted differently i'm trying to think of a good one for you but um, it happens a lot Uh, the way that the way that i teach it kind of starts this fire a little bit where we will start talking about whatever we're talking about but then i ask a lot of questions and they're very open-ended and sometimes i don't have an answer to the question sometimes it's just Hey, what about this? You know, and so we're going back and forth. So, um, you know, we got to occasionally when we have a newer student come in, they'll they they'll start with some heavy questions. You know, they'll talk about suicide or uh, they'll talk Mm -hmm. about um, different things that they've been taught to to believe. Um, But there's actually it's more of somebody's thinking about the Bible, not actually what the Bible is telling. So there's been quite a few yeah, I mean, you could th- any question in the whole world, and they'll ask it, and I, um, I encourage it honestly because if they can't ask it there, where are they gonna? They're just gonna go on the internet, and they're gonna, <laughs> you know, they're gonna ask the question. <laughs> so might as well do it. And if I don't have the answer, I can tell them, hey, that's a really good one. Um, I'll try to get back to you. You know, like mm-hmm. what do you think? <laughs> you know, um, but in general, there's I can't tell you the hardest one, but. <clears throat> I can't say that they're consistent. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I think that's great too, though. You know, I, I don't think you necessarily need to have the hardest question, but to know that each question kind of comes with its own level of difficulty, um, mm-hmm. I, I think is shows that 
um, your your students are having the right mindset and they're constantly thinking mm -hmm. and they're able to constantly, you know, try to identify the Bible and identify what's going on and identify mm -hmm. themselves. But it also shows that you're doing the right thing and you're teaching them um, and, and you're you're allowing them to think. And and that I, I think anyone who is in religion, if you're able to constantly think and to constantly have these um, opinions and, and be able to take take a scripture and be able to look at it through one part of a lens, but realize that it actually means this, I think is, is big mm -hmm. too. And be able to show that development, you know, that path, that pathway of mm -hmm. this is what you think, but this is also what it, this is what it means, but it's not that you're wrong. It's just simply that, you know, here, here's where the kind of the distance between the two lies is, is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Um, do you feel over time for yourself, do you feel that um, you're constantly being challenged with with the Bible and with your identity? Not not necessarily in a bad way, but just constantly growing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think hopefully that that never changes um, mm -hmm. because you know our our my goal isn't to just to get students to to ask questions. My goal is to ask questions as well, just because mm -hmm. I'm. I mean, most people I know would rather have a conversation than listen to a lecture. But, um, and that's on uh, initially, that's why I started asking questions because I, I want to hear what they have to say. Um, because they're smart. I mean, they, I can tell you most of them uh, study harder than I ever did in high school. So they're, <clears throat> you know, they have minds as well and they're thinking from a different perspective. And so I'm constantly learning and growing, especially with TikTok, as you have like the whole world of, uh, different religions and different interpretations and different all that like i i honestly i read it all those comments and i i every single one even one that i'm like man this is a really hard one and i'll go and i'll do my research and i'll go ask other friends that have kind of delved into those subjects and i'll just take it in and, and in, in the same way that i expect the students to say hey to, to think critically i try to do that as well with other interpretations and um, I, the fruit of that in my life is, is I feel much more loving to people, even if they don't understand. Um, and I, it's kind of broken me up to where I can be much more like, Hey, you know what, just because, just because we think a little different on this issue, doesn't mean I have to think of you any different. Um, and, and, in doing that's really helped me personally, but yeah, there, I, you know, I, the Bible's so big. <laughs> exactly exactly it's so big and there's there's so much to it and we each i mean and that goes kind of with our identity as well we each read read a passage and and we um we realize something different about it or we we attain obtain something different about it retain something different about it and that um I, I think that's where with what you're doing and just simply by looking at the questions that you're asked on your comments and by and by listening to um, uh, everyone in, in your group, in your youth group, I think um, it shows that you, you I, to me, it shows that you are learning from this and you're learning from them, you, even though you don't know the answer, then you, you know, you do your own research and everything. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're also being able to be challenged for what, you know, as you are challenging them, you're, you're also being challenged. And that to me, I think identifies someone 
you know, twice as much. It, it kind of shows how, what you can handle on your feet and what you, what you can handle as far as um, what you know, but it really shows the type of uh, person that you are and the person that you identify as. And I think um, doing, doing this on religion series for the show, we've actually extended the show. It's only supposed to be for the month of November and we've had such a popularity with it. And we've had so many people respond back right. to us wanting to be on the show. Um, we are going to extend it through at least December, possibly further. Um, we, it, which is amazing. It's amazing. I've learned so much about religions. I barely know. Um, I, I don't know much yeah. about, and I, I loved one of our first shows for the on religion series was with a Muslim woman. And she actually, um, kind of challenged Tyreek and myself, um, and kind of asked us, you know, what are some of the misconceptions that you have about, um, Muslim and, and Muslim and, and everything. And I think that is just an, incredible to to be able to to challenge us and everything. And I think there are so many misconceptions um, with the Bible, you know, and, and I think there are so many misconceptions with Christianity overall. And I think there are so many misconceptions mm -hmm. with simply um, how you teach um, Christianity and how you teach the Bible and how you teach your religion. Um, and so I'm kind of curious, um, what, are, what are your, some of your thoughts on, on that? You know, maybe misconceptions or simply how you try to go about those? Yeah, I, I think so with misconceptions in the Bible, there's a lot of times what you'll find is somebody told somebody and that's what they think the Bible says. And so a lot mm -hmm. of times when you're just work into like, okay, well, what, what verse are you talking about? What con, you know, like, show me where you're getting this. Because so often what, what we do is we kind of, because of a limited knowledge of the Bible, we fill in the gaps and that's really dangerous because then what you're doing is you're saying, God said this, but really it was just you trying to figure it out and you didn't, you know, there was no citations or anything like that. It was just you filling in the blank because of what you thought, um, which obviously can get dangerous because, you know, in the way that that I think I'm, I'm looking at, okay, the way that God thinks is not the same way that I think. And that's why the Bible showing me the way that God thinks and, and showing me the way that uh, he would do things or like, that's why it's so crucial to base everything that I believe and have it propped up and backed mm -hmm. by what the Bible says. Um, and, and this does, this doesn't mean that you can take like one word and some obscure concept and believe something, but what is the entire book kind of collectively say about an issue and you'll find sometimes there's gray issues and those are the gray issues where you're like by gray I mean like it doesn't say one way or the other it's just kind of sitting there in the middle and in those things mm -hmm. like christians at large are free to have their interpretation you know like it, and i may disagree with you and you may disagree with me but it doesn't matter that much because if god really wanted it to be clear he would have said it um so if it's a gray issue that just means there's flexibility for cultures to adapt to the Bible and to, you know, like have these different, uh, the way, like it affect the way that people are. But in general, the, the biggest misconception doesn't actually come from the Bible. It comes from people thinking about the Bible and they so often will fill in the gaps and that's, it's just very dangerous. And so a lot of this, a lot of the content that I, I try to make is just like, Hey, this is what the Bible actually says. There's like this really famous one and it ruffles a lot of feathers, but like the Bible doesn't ever actually say don't drink alcohol. Like the, 
you're never going to see that verse. And so people just get so like, and you'll find it's very traditional religious people that get very mm -hmm. upset, like, you know, and so, it, and no, I'm not trying to ruffle anybody's feathers either, but this is just an example where you, if, so if I go on TikTok and I say, Hey, the Bible doesn't actually say you can't drink alcohol. It's just super clear. Like you're supposed to drink in moderation. You never, never to get drunk. It's something like mm -hmm. Jesus was drinking wine, you know, like, and so when you're just looking at what the Bible actually says, what you're doing is removing misconceptions. They weren't necessarily misconceptions uh, that were in the Bible. There are misconceptions put on the Bible. And so using like kind of going through scripture and, and, and knowing the Bible really well, is really useful for that um, because it begins to remove those things. Because a lot of times what you'll find is like, it's the misconception is actually somebody's, somebody trying to uh, take a principle and apply it for a specific culture and a specific time. Mm -hmm. and, you, and you'll find, you know, for example, we see a lot of the traditional churches. I'm not trying to harp on this one, but it's just a clear um, example with with alcohol in the Bible. You can see that, like, the the people who tend to really die on that hill and to, like, argue about it are, are people who are, are raised in a tradition that very much preaches that. But they're what they're trying to preach is that we would be outstanding citizens and that we would love our neighbor because they were the people who initially came up with that concept were probably raised in an area like the prohibition. And so mm -hmm. th what they're doing is they're taking, they're, they're following God's word for a, a cultural time. And then they've kind of take, taken these rules and placed them on top of scripture. And, and in doing that, we've, we've kind of changed it altogether. Whereas that may have been a, a proper way to interpret scripture back when, when it was actually illegal to drink alcohol. But mm -hmm. now, <clears throat> We're looking at it and like I, I personally believe that pastors shouldn't drink alcohol. I just because I there's like one verse and it can even you can interpret it multiple ways, but I just read it. I'm like, hey, you know what? <clears throat> I'm not gonna drink alcohol. And in doing that, I, I feel it's helped me kind of be in the middle where I can be like, hey, you know what? This is what the Bible actually says. You need to have self-control. You need to live a life where you're not controlled by substances. You need to have a life where like God is leading you and not some, you know this or that like you you need to live a life that is controlled and given over to god and so in doing that i feel like the you're preaching a different message than we've kind of heard in the past but really it was just hey what does the bible actually say about this yeah i think um i i think that leads actually tyreek commented a, another question and i think that leads great into that and I, I i loved how you answered um my question there but tyreek says what are some other challenging concepts that have helped you better identify yourself throughout your walk throughout your journey and that was actually going to be my next question as yeah. well <laughs> sweet you know challenging concepts um that you can find in the bible a lot of times are they come down to like say for, for example like the, the last one we were talking about with alcohol, but also even it comes down to it. I don't want to get too into like the nuance of things, but mm -hmm. um, you know, even the study of the end times, um, how, how Christians interpret the end of the world and different things like that. Whereas you'll see a lot of people um, that kind of like harp on the doomsday kind of stuff on TikTok, And then a lot of other people that have completely different viewpoints um, about how their interpretation of those sections and, you know, and, and so like, for me, those are some of those challenging things because I've always like, I've always had a hard time with some of those, like kind of personally, since I first started reading the Bible for myself, I was, I didn't, I didn't have a church initially that was teaching me like, 
what the Bible says about this issue. It was, it was much more like the light version um, of things. So I, I never really got heavy into like what the Bible says about anything. So when I first started reading it, I was like, man, people are really talking about this one a lot, but like, I'm not seeing it myself, you know, like I'm not seeing this where it should be everything we talk about kind of thing. And so there's in the, in the beginning going through TikTok and starting to see a lot of people where they're like have different viewpoints. It was really helpful to me and it helped like, even though it was very challenging because I'd never heard great explanations for other viewpoints, I was able to kind of like take them, digest them and be like, Hey, you know what? Like, and then kind of find where I actually sit and where I actually believe about certain things. So um, that was, I hope that was answering the question, but yeah, that was definitely, I don't mean to get like, but that was one of those areas, specifically on TikTok where I was like, man, this really has helped me to kind of articulate what I think and believe. Mm -hmm. Whereas before it was just me with my Bible trying to piece things together. Um, so but being able to see other people do that, it helped me answer a lot of other questions. Mm -hmm. No, I, th I think you answered that question uh, very well. And um, I, I think you kind of gave us a little bit extra there too. Um, and again, you, you know, by all means, don't, don't worry about um, trying to hold back. Just just say it. We we love that on this show. And I know you kind of <laughs> wanted to talk a little bit about um, the doctrine and everything. And um, you, you said you'd be willing to talk about that and just kind of how that goes with um, Christian's identity and, and, and such as, as to that. So is there anything that you, you would like to discuss with that real quick? Yeah. I mean, it's such a fascinating thing when you're talking about identity for a Christian specifically, because... Mm -hmm. The, the moment of conversion and for the person who puts their, like when they, when they be, begin to believe in what Jesus did, not just in his existence, um, but the Bible's kind of like, it's like, hey, even demons believe that's what, that's the scripture. So it's not about like mm -hmm. believing in his existence. It's, it's much more about like belief is this constant state of trust that God is going to fulfill his promises that he made in the Bible. So when we, when somebody initially does that, then there is this, whole shift in identity and it, it is really like for somebody who's experienced it and, and i speaking on behalf of other people who have experienced that you know that moment of conversion where mm -hmm. in and it's much more than a moment honestly it's like probably for the rest of my life it's going to be this but um this shift and no longer am i clueless no longer am i just kind of out there in the world wandering trying to figure out like why am i here i now have like very distinct purpose and motivation and now i have a goal in mind and now it's like i'm given direction and a whole new identity and so that that becomes like as each individual piece when it comes down to doctrine when you're looking at like the bible teaches that you know adam and eve in the in the garden they had this they had the opportunity to either listen to god or not listen to god that was the two things god god didn't even say hey these are the reasons why you shouldn't do this he just said hey don't do this um, because if he would have given them the reasons why they would have probably decided not to do it for selfish gain anyway so here god just says hey don't do this and he just yes or no and there it came down to a choice do they do it for them do they listen it just because out of love and obedience to god or do they break this and try to like because remember the temptation with the serpent and all that stuff they're trying to you know like do you want to be like god do you want to be your own god essentially is what satan asked the you know satan asked the eve and so the the, the balance between it is like are you going to 
love and obey God, or are you going to try to be your own God? And so because of this, this failure that happened initially, it's what we call sin. And so sin enters into the world. And because of this, that's why like our, our previous identity before conversion is so, um, is something that we work to remove. It is, it is a self-destructive identity. Like it is, it is our old, what we call our old nature. So our old nature has a propensity to, to be selfish, to think only for itself, to, to kind of be, you know, a gossip or to be impatient or to be unloving. And so that's our old nature because in our old nature, we were glorifying ourselves and we were trying to become our own gods, just the way that Eve was in the garden. But then now when, because God in his, you know, like in his, unfailing love and his selflessness he comes down to earth puts himself in a human body and then dies in my place because i sinned against god personally even the sins of my life it it's this beautiful thing where now my old identity which was just covered in in sin and 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 wickedness and filthiness and just like mm-hmm. always a propensity to be selfish now all of a sudden is shifted where god now doesn't see me as that person God doesn't see me as a person who's who's sinned against him and has offended him because my debt has been paid before God. So now I my new identity is is no longer religious. It's no longer like me striving to be pleasing to God because if you really believe these things this is where doctrine really identifies the Christian's identity because what you're looking at is like the Christian identity is now like I'm whole. Like yeah, I I'm still there's still things I'm going through. I'm still in this world. I'm still like have this body, but like me and God are good now. And so everything else in my, in my life because of this new identity has been put to rest. And then when like something difficult happens in my life, I'm no longer thinking about how I'm going to make it through it or how these different things now, like I'm propped up and leaning on like this, this promise that, that God is going to be faithful. And so now I have peace. That's just like pouring out of me because of this new identity. So like when, so for each step, like the Christian identity is shaped by what the Bible says God did for me. So the whole message of the gospel of God saving mankind from their sin really becomes the Christian's new identity. Because no longer do I live for myself, but I live for Christ. Like I live for the, the resurrected Jesus. Like, and so now my whole purpose in life isn't to just like feel good or to make money. Now, my whole purpose is to show everybody else in this world, like how to love God and, and show them love. And like for my family, I've, you know, I have two, two kids and a wife. And like my goal is to be very good at loving them, to just like be as selfless as I can, to be the, the best father I possibly can. And then in doing that, I have completely encapsulated what God wants me to do with my like he's I've become who I'm supposed to be. I have my identity now because he's God initially made us to love. We were made from love and now here we are. And so it's this beautiful thing, another full circle where the second we give up our identity as what we think is our individualistic identity, the second we lay that down and we give it to God, God actually rewards us with our own Mm -hmm. actual sense of identity where we have an actual wholeness that we didn't have previously. And it's like this beautiful thing where the, you know, as we die, our old identity dies with God on the cross, 
then now we receive this new identity and new life with him just the same way that he resurrected. That's wow. That <laughs> then the entirety of, of what you said there was brilliant. Um, I was hooked with every, every word you said. And, and again, I, I think it, I honestly think that's just a great way to, to soon here start to wrap up as, as we've hit the hour mark here. Um, because, um, that's identity, you know, that's your identity. And, and, um, that's, that's how, um, a Christian identifies as, and that's how you identify as, and, and that's how, um, the person over there, I didn't, and anything like that, um, from, from these different, mm -hmm. different ways, different methods, uh, however they, they choose to believe in them, but then also with the, the doctrine, mm -hmm. um, for, for your sake and for anybody else who identifies as Christian, that, that, that is, um, that is their identity. And, and I think, um, I'm actually glad it worked out this way to talk about the doctrine at this part of the show, um, and we talked about maybe talking about it earlier in the show, but I think it worked out perfectly now to kind of, I think that was a great wrap up for this reflection of identity, this overall encompassing of what your identity is and what the Christian's identity is. And I think that right there is we got, we got a lot of what you identify as and what, and what you, what you try to let um, people on, on, you know, people watch your TikToks know about who you are and then also your students and everything. Mm -hmm. But we also got a better understanding and, and kind of a good gist of what a Christian is and what it means to be a Christian. And I think that's a question that has become distorted over time. I think that's a question um, that has yeah. simply just been lost. And to hear you talk about that was really just really great because I felt like I, I got this complete new understanding of what Christianity is and what it means and what it can mean to say myself or, or whoever may be watching or listening to this podcast. So thank you for that, uh, Pastor Taylor. So, so seriously, thank yeah, you. Absolutely. Thank you for being willing to talk about that. And um, um, I know you were worried about absolutely. how long you'd go <laughs> into talking about it, but I thought you did a great job. And I think every <laughs> point that you brought up was, was truly, truly phenomenal at that. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been an it's been an honor to be a guest, honestly. Like, uh, I'll, I'll continue to listen, like, you know, but uh, I've been uh, listening to all the episodes and I've been like, oh man, it's it's seriously an honor to <laughs> to be right here and to have these conversations mm -hmm. because it, I feel like it's so awesome to be able to, whereas there's some people I I would never be able to have that face-to-face -face conversation with them. And, you know, with this, yep. with the kind of interview format, I hope that in the same way that they kind of made clear what they believe that I was able to do that as well. But um, I think it's an awesome concept because the more that I can, you know, make it clear and then also to hear what other people have to say, it's just, it's an awesome kind of growth thing that we can have. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. I, I know we definitely, definitely appreciate that. And, and Tyreek says phenomenal guys. Um, <laughs> he's rooting from the sidelines. He's, uh, he's sorry to not uh, have been able to come on for today's show, but I think seriously though, uh, thank you for, for that. And we greatly appreciate you 
taking the time to listen to the podcast and to watch it and, and to um to check us yeah. out more and to be willing to do it more in the future. It's a podcast that we has grown more than we ever expected it to. And it's one that um, mm. really allows people to show us who they are. And I think that's one of the things that's amazing about humanity is the fact that we're all unique in our own ways. And identity is that one defining feature that we all possess, yet it's different for every single one of us. Mm -hmm. And it's this podcast yeah. that tries to pinpoint those people and pinpoint those amazing little identities and bring it into this overall perspective of what identity is. And so last week, I obviously got a complete different perspective of identity compared to this week. But then this week, I got another another lens of identity. And it's amazing to, to wake up tomorrow morning and add a new lens to, to my collection and to be able to look at the world in, in a complete different way. But to be able to realize that, you know, we're, we're all in this together. We're all in the same track. And it's, it's, it's phenomenal. So thank you again, Pastor Taylor, for coming on the show, for being yeah, willing to, to talk to us about everything that you did. And I, I can definitely say I would love to have you back on sometime and to be able to talk more um, and, and to really absolutely. just um, to really dive in. Uh, even further into identity and what it means to be a Christian and, and really touch on to the Bible as well. I know we're, we're talking about doing more deeper stuff into religion as well for this on religion series. So uh, thank you again for coming on the show. Um, don't forget to check out his Instagram at Taylor underscore quorum and to check out his TikTok at pastor Taylor. Um, I, it's it's pretty it's pretty great stuff from from what I've seen and I know he's got some big things in the works uh, possibly YouTube so cool stuff there. <laughs> awesome, thanks for having me, man. Of course, thank thanks so much. It it really was, really is an honor. Um, truly, don't forget to check out our show next week. Uh, December 12th. Crazy to think we're already in the final month of 2020. Um, continuing the On Religion series um, featuring uh, Mabid and Mubina. Um, uh, very excited to have them. Uh, they are uh, a, a couple on the show. Very, very excited to have them next week as we continue this On Religion series and uh, going to uh, get back into Judaism by on the 9th of December. And we have half the month you know, already booked. We're really excited um, to to continue this series as again, it has grown way bigger than we ever thought it would. Um, so it's, it's really cool to be able to talk about all this. So catch next week's show every single, well, every single Wednesday at 7 PM Eastern. Um, but definitely check next week's show um, December 2nd uh, for the identity podcast once again you have been listening to the identity podcast brought to you by find your id nyc don't forget to like us on facebook at find your id nyc and follow us on instagram by the same name check out our youtube page at the x shows and check out our identity podcast on google podcast spotify pandora apple podcast any podcast app you can find us there at identity podcast well pastor taylor thank you again so much for coming on the show it's been an honor um Again, we'll have we'll have to do this again. Uh, cannot wait to be able to talk to you again. And you can stick around for a few minutes too after we end the recording just to kind of wrap up some stuff real quick. Um, well, I've been uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Caleb. Again, Tyreek unfortunately has not been able to join us, but that's fine. He's here in spirit. I know it. Um, <laughs> my name is Caleb. Thanks so everyone as always for tuning into the Identity Podcast. We'll catch you next week.